I've just got to say this, guys. RCOG is a church where you can find home, and it is a church where you find family as well. These are perfect opportunities for you guys to get involved, get connected, meet and greet each other, have some great food while you're there, and it is just an honor and a privilege to get to do this with you guys each and every week. So what a better, what, is, is there a better way to spend that last Wednesday night before school starts back? Just don't think so. I don't think so. So here's the deal. This coming week, obviously, we've got school starting back. Um, every year, we have our Love Your City Back to School offering, and that specifically starts today, okay? We do this every year. This is a great opportunity for you guys to give back and to love your city, okay? So we are sponsoring again this year Rinkin Elementary School. Um, with that, it's going to include different things like getting backpacks for them, um, getting all kinds of other different things to go in the backpacks. We are sponsoring uniforms. We're also sponsoring shoes. This is going to be a great opportunity for you guys to really love your city and to get involved. If you want to give today specifically, you can give at the kiosk and you can designate, um, on, if you're giving cash, you can designate on their special offering of the day or back to school love your city offering. Also, if you'd like to give online, you're welcome to do that, to do that as well. And when you go on, you can designate um, on that spot special offering of the day. Does that sound good? Perfect. Very good. If you guys have any questions, please see a staff pastor or a volunteer, and we'll be happy to help you out. Normally, that's Pastor Les that makes that announcement. This is my first time ever doing that. Uh, for those of you guys that don't know, I'm Pastor Josh. I'm the kids and creative pastor here at RCOG. Pastor Les is not here today, and for those of you wondering why, it's because his son Trent got married last night. It was a beautiful wedding. The family is continuing the celebration downtown today, rightfully so. And so your pastor wanted me to tell you this morning, he loves you. It's very difficult for him not to be here with you this morning, but he looks forward to seeing you again on Wednesday night. So that being said, um, I also want to go ahead and tell you guys what our plan is for today. Today is Back to School Sunday. Yes, Back to School Sunday. We're so excited about Back to School Sunday. It is one of the most fun Sundays of the entire year. It's also one of the only Sundays, the only Sunday, that you're going to get to hear not one speaker, but you're going to get to hear five speakers today, which is pretty cool. We have um, a speaker from our elementary school that's going to be going into sixth grade this year. We've got a speaker from a middle school, high school, college student, and we also have someone that works in the school system as well. Um, and the point of today is to collectively encourage, no matter where you're at in your walk, no matter if you have kids or not, there is somebody here that's going to be able to speak to you today and to make a difference in your life. Uh, Pastor Kevin, come up with me really quick. He's going to help me introduce our speakers, and then we're going to get rolling. How does that sound? Good? Awesome. Okay, our first speaker today is uh, Miss Emma Faulkner. You do not have to come up yet, Emma. You can just, you, in just a second, Pastor Les will hand the mic over to you. Miss Emma Faulkner, she, did I say Pastor Les? I'm sorry. I'm so used to saying that. Please excuse me. Okay, uh, 
Pastor Kevin is going to hand the mic off to you in just a second. And uh, Emma is a rising sixth grader. She is leaving Ebenezer Elementary School, and she is on her way to Ebenezer Middle School. I am super proud of Emma. She is one of our best and one of our brightest. And she's also a graduate of our leadership and discipleship program, which will give you that special honor during the second service. But I just want to say to you, Emma, I am so proud of you. Thank you so much for taking time to speak today. Guys, I'm going to tell you what. I love Back to School Sunday, but I hate it too because guess what? I've got somebody over here that likes to take my people from me, and it just hurts my feelings. So anyway, but that's all right. I look forward to hearing you speak today, Emma. Then we have Marley Thornton. And she will be talking about our middle school, what the transition is from um, elementary school to middle school. And I know uh, some of the middle school or, or some of the elementary school kids are like, yes, I'm ready to go. I'm ready to go. We're ready to have you because a lot of times we get some of those kids, like Pastor Josh was saying, we get to take them and move them on up. So we enjoy that. Then we have... Miss Lily, who is up here uh, with our praise and worship, and she's going to talk about going from middle school to high school. That sometimes is a big transition. Uh, a lot of our middle schoolers really dread that. But if you get hooked in with the youth movement, and we try to break you in, for lack of a better term, to, to make that transition a little better. College and career is going to be Skylar. And Skylar is our U, Skylar Smith, this is going to be our UGA representative. And I don't say this much, but go dogs. Uh, <clears throat> he's a rebel red coat, so uh, he's going to be representing the college and career. So first off is going to be Emma. Come on up, Emma. Good morning. My name is Emma Faulkner, and today I've been given the opportunity to. <laughs> I've been given the opportunity to talk to you about a topic that I have chosen that I think will be helpful for this upcoming school year. The topic I have chosen is titled "Trusting God." The reason why I chose this topic is because no matter what people say, do, or anything that might make you feel bad, God is always there to comfort you and restore you. Just keep your eyes on him and wholeheartedly trust him. One of the greatest stories is when Jesus walks on water in Matthew 14, 24 through 33. And it's a great example. And it says, Meanwhile, the disciples were in tr trouble far away from land, for a strong wind has ri had risen, and they were fighting the waves. About 3 o'clock in the morning, Jesus came towards them, walking on the water. When Jesus, when the when the disciples saw him walking on the water, they were terrified. In their fear, they cried out, it's a, it's a ghost. But Jesus spoke to them at once. Don't be afraid, he said. Take courage, I am here. Then Peter called to him, Lord, if it's really you, tell me to come to you walking on the water. Yes, come, Jesus said. So Peter went over the side of the boat, walked on the water towards Jesus. But when he saw the strong wind and the waves, he was terrified and began to sink. Save me, Lord, he shouted. Jesus immediately reached out and grabbed him. Why did you doubt me? When they climbed back into the boat, the wind stopped. Then the disciples worshipped him. Worshipped him. 
You really are the son of God, they exclaimed. Some great things happened here that in this story that we need to look at. One is that Jesus walked on the water, obviously, but the other is what happened in the overall message here. Understand that Jesus come to them in an unexpected way as they could experience him as never before. Jesus demonstrated his divine authority over the word that he created. When the disciples panicked, thinking he was a ghost, he comforted he comforted them with his word before he addressed their circumstances. Then Jesus invited Peter forward out of the boat and he started walking on the water. When he, Peter, lost focus and took his eyes off Jesus, he gave attention to the strength of the wind and the waves. However, he became afraid and started to sink and he cried to Jesus to save him. See, no matter what the situation you're going through, never take your eyes off of him. There is no issue you will face, no problem too big that God cannot handle. See, Peter stepped out of the boat in faith. When Peter began to sink, he knew exactly where to turn. When Peter cried out to Jesus for help, Jesus immediately took his hand and pulled him up. When they got back into the boat, they all worshipped him, declaring that he is truly the Son of God. By God's grace, they had been given an opportunity through fearful circumstances to come to know Jesus at a deeper level and worship him. He is, sub, he is the sovereign God, he is the sovereign son of God who exercises power over all things and wants you to discover that he's bigger than your fears and invites you to, his, to praise him. Keep your eyes on him, stay focused on God's heart. Let him guide you each day and strive to understand his love and will for you. Here are some verses to keep on your heart each day. Joshua 1, 9. This is my command, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. Matthew 6:33. Seek the kingdom of God above all else and live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Always show grace and love to one another. This is very important because you never know what someone that you may encounter is going through outside of school. Their anger and hatred could be coming from a built-up hurt from home. This, think about this before you get upset with someone. Show them God's love and show compassion. First John 4, 19. We love each other because he first loved us. Luke 6, 35-36. Love your enemies, do good to them. Lend to them without expecting to be repaid. Then your reward from heaven will be very great, and you will and you truly will be acting as children of the Most High, for he is the king, for he is kind to those who are unthankful and wicked. You must be compassionate, just as your Father is compassionate. God is love, and we must show love, because it is what we are called to do. In conclusion, trust God with everything and seek seek him in. Truth and worship, and when you abide in him, he will do he will and you also. I have really enjoyed this opportunity to share my heart and give you some words of encouragement for this upcoming school year. I wish you all the best of luck and this will be one of my many cherished memories I've had in Kid City. Consecration, dedication, all those big words.
Some of y'all can't even spell them, and she's up here saying them. Great job. Great job. Looking forward to having you up in youth movement. Miss Marley, she's going to represent going from elementary school up to middle school. So let's give Miss Marley a hand. Hi. For y'all that don't know me, my name is Marley Thornton, and I go to Ebenezer Middle, and I'm going into seventh grade this year. There are lots of things when you go back to school that we like and we dislike, because I dislike a lot of things. <laughs> um, so some of the things I really like, though, is I love getting my school supplies. It's my favorite thing. Um, at my school, we have FCA, which I think everybody does. And I like seeing my friends and all that stuff. But one thing I really like is my dad's a teacher. So we have a school store. I can go into the school store and I can put all the snacks on his tab. <laughs> so, but some things I dislike is ELA. Sorry, Mrs. Slack. Um, I dislike school lunch. The, the grilled cheese is in a bag, and <laughs> it's weird. And I also really don't like waking up early. Um, but going back to school brings, like, a lot of different feelings, emotions, all that stuff out from different things for different people. So some things that I struggle with is I've, I feel really anxious, usually. And I tend to compare myself to others. So what helped me last year was when I was having a really rough day, my mom made me write what I said about myself. And then she made me write what God says about me. So I remembered specifically, I wrote 12 things that I said about myself. But when I looked up all these verses and stuff from the Bible, I wrote 24 things down that God said about me. And a scripture that I wanted to share with that was Psalms 139.14. I will praise you because I have been remarkably and wondrously made. Your works are wondrous. I know this very well. And then another thing excuse me, was my dad, he would write scriptures on like different note cards and I would just hold them in my pocket at school. So that really helped and I would just look at them whenever I needed them. And I remember two of the scriptures he gave me. He gave me Psalm 16:8. I will always let the Lord guide me because he is at my right hand. I will not be shaken. Then I also, he also wrote Joshua 1:9, haven't I command you to be strong and courageous? Do not be afraid or discouraged, for the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. I decided I was going to have a verse for this year. So my verse is going to be Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request to God, which transcends all understanding all understanding will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. So to me, when I'm anxious, it's a sign to pray. 
It reminds me when I'm anxious and worried that I can take things to prayer and I can pray over those things and it gives me the confidence that he will give me peace over that. So that's all I have today. So proud of you. Gosh, so great. So great. Marley's another one of ours that we had in our leadership and discipleship program. Marley, I've never heard you speak before, but man, I wish I would have had you speak sooner because you're fantastic. So, so great. Thank you so much. Um, our next up is Miss Lily Terrell. Where's Lily? Oh, there's Lily. Perfect. Come on up. Lily's another one of our volunteers in Kid City, and she is representing going into high school today. Good morning. Um, as Pastor Josh and Pastor Kevin has said, my name is Lily, and I am the high school speaker today. And I'm going to share just a little bit of encouragement for some upcoming high school students or current high school students. All right, so I have three points. My first one is stay true to yourself and what you believe. Now, in high school, you know, everybody is going to tell you what you shouldn't believe and what, like, what you believe might be wrong or what they believe they're going to try to push it on you. Now, as we grow older and as we grow stronger in our faith and closer to God, our beliefs are going to change a little bit because we're going to learn a few new things. But they shouldn't be changed by high school students that don't spend time in the Word. Um, so it's, and it's easy to be influenced by them because, you know, they act like, oh, I know everything. You know, why wouldn't you believe me? Why would you? Um, <laughs> um, but like I, like I just said, people, are, people in high school are going to try to push their beliefs on you. You know, like high schoolers have a bunch of different morals than what Christians should have. You know, and they're going to tell you what you believe might be stupid and might be dumb. But if you fall into what they say, you're no better than they are. So that's when you have to stand up for what you believe and say, no, you're wrong, and this is why. And tell them what the Bible says and tell them what God has done for you, and they can't, they can't really change your mind. Oh, my phone locked. Give me one second. Okay. There's <laughs> number two, the challenges that you face in high school are temporary. Now, you will face challenges. You'll face a lot of challenges, such as... Simple things, maybe just as tests or, you know, people that might just get on your nerves a little bit. And there might be some really hard ones that kind of just affect everything that's happening around you. But um, if you pray about it and you give it over to God and believe that God has complete control over whatever you're going through, you really have nothing to worry about. You know, you can pray all you want to, but if you don't believe that the prayer is going to work, it won't work. So you have to have faith that God is contr has control over it. And funny enough, me and Marley have the same Bible verse, <laughs> um, Philippians 4, 6 through 7, which says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank him for all that he has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything you can understand. His peace will guard your heart and minds as you live in Christ Jesus. Now we stress ourselves out over the challenges we face. You know, we think that we have to 
bear all on our own when, like I just said, you can pray about it. I mean, obviously, you can pray about it because God's not going anywhere. He's going to be there for you in any season of your life. But also, if you have the right people surrounding you, you have people to go to to talk about the challenges that you're going through. And, you know, at youth, we say that all the time. You know, staff is always open to, like, to, our, to hear what we're going through and hear and just help us with our problems and pray over what we're going through. And, you know, if you, like I said, if you surround yourself with the right people, you can talk to them and they might point something out that you hadn't seen before. So you have to put faith in God and with the people that you surround yourself with. Now, they're not going to know everything, but they can help you with things. And my last and final point is things are going to change in high school. A lot changes. For me, it was the people that I surrounded myself with. I, I didn't have the best group of people in middle school, and that was, that was my fault. But when I came into high school, I, I had, like, coming into my freshman year, I really didn't have anybody. But, you know, that was something that I prayed about. Something that was like, God, give me people in my life that will bring the best out of me and not pressure me to do things that they think is right. So sure enough, I got surrounded by great people that come to youth here. And I have never been in a better place in my life. So, you know, surrounding yourself with the right people, like, affects every single aspect of your life because if you don't have the right people they're gonna more than likely they're gonna take you down with them and even though you might try they might not come to where you are and you really you shouldn't obviously you shouldn't stoop down to what people that aren't Christ followers are doing because why um, and like I said, things are going to change. And, you know, it might be for the better like it was for me, but it might not be. But that all depends on you and what you do and whether or not you want it to change for the better and what you do to make it change for the better. So that is all I have. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Those of you adults that are here, you may say, well, this is a kid's, teenager's, back-to-school service. Out of the mouth of babes, the word says, comes wisdom, knowledge. I don't understand how you can't take what these three have already said and apply it to your daily life, your daily work, your office, your job. One of the things that we try in the youth department to bring across, especially to the staff, the youth staff, I push it all the time, and, and Lily mentioned this, and, and Pastor uh, over the past few weeks has preached this. Don't give your opinion. Give what the Word says. That's the reason why we are in a lot of 
situations that we're in in this world is because everybody wants to give their opinion. They want to give what they think the word said. Don't, no, like these kids have said, what does the word say? What does the word translate? And I'm so proud of, of these guys because they're doing a great job. Now, Skyler Smith is coming from uh, UGA and speaking about the transition from high school to college. Skyler has talked to me a couple of times about some of the things that he has faced. Now, <clears throat> this is my Pentecostal Lutheran brother right here. Um, and he will, he will, I know, share the word with you. But one of the key things that, that I hope he mentions is the fact that Lily mentioned the transition. She mentioned the change. It's a lot different. But adults, how often do you face that? How often do you face that at work when you've got a new boss? Or you've got a new coworker you have to work with. And things change. Or all of a sudden they come in and say, hey, we need you in such and such department. We're going to transition you. You move as well. And in our college system, they want you to believe there is no God. So, Skyler's going to tell us about that. Good morning. How are y'all doing today? So I want to talk about arguably one of the biggest transitions that you'll have in your early life. From high school to college, you no longer have your high school friends. You're going into a new place, whether that's the workforce or a college. You're going to be surrounded by new people, a whole different set of beliefs. I mean, it's crazy, especially for me going from FEM County, I mean... Arguably a conservative county, and Effingham County High School is a lot of country folk that believe in Jesus and are open to believe in, in, in God. But going to UGA, that completely changed. And I mean, in especially where I'm at, the School of Music, there's hardly any Christians at all. I mean, you talk about being able to see light in people and see light in these school systems in the school of music, there's like no light at all, and it's terrible. And I'm doing all that I can. There's a there's a, a youth group. There's a, a small group that's meeting every Wednesday, and we worship in the building. We pray around everywhere, and prayer is powerful. But um, today I'm going to talk about uh, surrounding yourself with the right people. Now, college allows you to be a different person than you were in high school because you're going to a place where you maybe know 10 people, nine people, and depending on your major, you're not going to see the same person every single day. That's the cool thing about college. You'll have a different set of classes for Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday. So you'll see different people every single day. And that right there is where you need to start. You need to start and find those people that are Christians that you can go to when you, you're feeling down or you're like, oh, I just feel like God is not, not on my side, which is not true. But I, I just, in the darkest hole, I have nobody 
there's nobody that I can talk to, there's nobody I can look to, well, you need to go out. God doesn't call us to just stay put and be like, oh, I'm just going to take it all for myself and I'm just going to fight my own battles because, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm stubborn or whatever. You know, you need to go out. You need to be a disciple. That's the great commission right there. I mean, he calls us to be God and be disciples. Now, you don't have to only be disciples to non-believers. You could be the disciple of the, the believers, too. There's so many college groups like Wesley, BCM. Uh, I don't know the other ones. They're, they're pretty cool, too, but. You're just surrounding yourself with like-minded Christians. And, I mean, at UGA, I have my, my Christian friends, and I also have my school of music friends. Now, I, I cherish my school of music friends so much because they, they teach me so many things about life, so many things about music. But I cherish my Christian friends even more because I can go to them wherever I am in my life or wherever, or I could just text them, whether in my bed or I'm in the school of music, I can be like, hey, can you pray for this person? Or, hey, I'm kind of struggling a little bit. And, I mean, you're separating yourself when you're going to college and you're going into that new career. You're separating yourself from your parents and what you're used to. You're going to have to break that. So it's time for you to stand up and create your own religion and not your parents' religion and create your own relationship and not your parents' relationship because inevitably – your own relationship is going not only affect you, but it's going to affect the next generation that's to come. And the next generation, your kids, their grandkids, it starts where you decide to set your, your relationship, set your foundation and where you want to go when it comes to Christ. Now, I have a verse. You're in church, sorry. <laughs> it's Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, for I know the plans I have for you, says the Lord, they are they are plans for good and not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Now, whenever you feel anxious and you're like, oh, God, I don't know what you have in front of me. I don't know if the major I chose is correct or if the people you're placing in my life is who it should be in my life. Well, God knows, who, God knows the path for you, and you just have to abide by it. You have to pray every single day. Stay in the word, and I'm, I promise you, God will guide you to where you need to be. And whoever he places in your life, it's not just a coincidence. You're supposed to change their lives, and they're going to change your lives as well. But you just have to accept that and trust in the Lord. And I also have another one. It's Proverbs 23, 21. Uh, 21, 20 through 21. Do not carouse with drunkards or feast with the gluttons. For they are on their way to poverty and too much sleep, close them in rags. Now, it's going to be easy to find those people that come up to you on a whim, like at orientation, and just follow them to, like, the parties, the frat parties, and go drink after a game. Because, I mean, at UGA, we have the, the number one party school in America. I mean, it's hard. I'm not, I'm not going to lie. It's hard not to, to, what's the word? Participate in, in those things that are of the world because everybody else is doing it. But that's where you have to find your own people. And if you're staying here, YMCC is a great place where you can find like-minded people 
they're experiencing the same things that you're experiencing, and you can capitalize on that. So uh, to wrap things up, when you're transitioning from college or to a new career where you're seeing new people, don't shy away from your faith. Find these people. Go out and talk to them. Find people that you can talk to about, about the Lord. And even invite some people because you can change some lives with the power of the tongue. And that's all I have. Very good. Thank you, Skylar, so much. Uh, our last speaker today uh, comes to represent our school system. Miss Faith Long is coming. Uh, she and her family are longtime attenders of Rinkin, and we are blessed to have Faith um, in the school system. She's teaching at Rinkin this year. Um, and then after that, we're going to have a closeout prayer with uh, two of the others uh, that are linked with the school system as well. So. Thank you. So I'm actually married. My last name is Van Sickle, just in case. <laughs> it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> I know, and you were there. You were there. No, I'm, I'm just playing. Um, yep, so my name is Faith Van Sickle, and y'all, my heart is racing. Um, I can talk in front of little people all day long. All day long, I can tie all the shoestrings, I can get all the tissues and wipe all the boogers, but my heart is pounding right now, but I'm happy to be here, and um, I'm happy to tell you what the Lord has put on my heart um, for this morning, and what an awesome God we serve. Um, I love that word majesty that Eric said this morning. Um, all glory and majesty and power to him forever and ever. We serve an awesome God. And quite frankly, I'm in love with him. So um, so in true teacher fashion, I have a presentation for you. Um, and I promise I'm going to try to keep it around five minutes. Um, but we'll see. So the title of my presentation is, You'll Never Be Just a Blank. A few years ago, um, I had someone tell me this, and the Holy Spirit has just brought it up into my mind the past few years, except she told me, you'll never be just a teacher. And um, I didn't know that that was going to keep coming back up in my mind over the next few years. And so when I was praying about what I wanted to bring to y'all today, the Holy Spirit kept bringing this back up over and over. And um, I believe that the Lord wants to tell somebody today, that you'll never be just a blank. And I left that blank for you to fill in the blank. Um, you can fill it in with a job title. You'll never be just an engineer. You'll never be just a bus driver. You'll never be just a teacher, a Gulfstream employee. Whatever it is, you'll never be just a blank. And I'm going to tell you what you are. You're a chosen instrument. And in Acts 9... Um, we read about Saul at the time um, encountering Jesus heading to Damascus. And as the scripture says, he becomes blind. And um, so he's led into Damascus. And the Lord gives a vision to a man named Ananias. And the Lord basically tells Ananias, you have to go find Saul. Not Paul yet, but you need to go find Saul and you need to pray over him. 
because he's going to do great things for me. And Ananias is freaking out. He's worried. And he's saying, Lord, this man has done terrible things to your people. Um, he's done terrible things to you. How am I going to go find this man and pray for him? And the Lord graciously responds with, go, for this man is a deliberately chosen instrument of mine to bear my name before the Gentiles and the kings and the son of Israel. And can I tell you that the word of God does not expire, that that's true today for you, that you are a deliberately chosen instrument of the most high God. Um, so, uh, with this coming to my mind that you'll never be just a blank, but a chosen instrument, um, a few weeks before that, I heard a message from Brooke Lidgertwood, and she's one of the worship leaders at Hillsong, and um, she's a great speaker, great Bible teacher, um, and great worship leader. And what caught my attention with this message was that it was titled, um, A Butterfly Flaps Its Wings in Massachusetts. Not your normal message title. But that caught my attention, so I listened to it, and then I listened to it like five times um, because it was so good. So I want to encourage you, and don't worry, I'm not going to read all these, but I want to encourage you to go watch that message because it really did open my eyes. The Holy Spirit worked through that message. Um, but in the message, she talked about our ultimate calling, and she was speaking to a room full of creatives um, during like a creative conference, so like songwriters and people who work with graphics and all this kind of creative stuff. And she basically reminded them that we are here for an ultimate calling. And um, as an example of that, she mentioned chosen instruments throughout um, history that have been used to spread the gospel. Um, and that have been obedient to the Holy Spirit. So, really quick, I want to run through these. Um, but, like, a long time ago, a few years ago, in Massachusetts, a Sunday school teacher, you'll never be just a Sunday school teacher, a Sunday school teacher reaches out to a shoe clerk, a young shoe clerk, um, in Massachusetts. And um, he was obedient to the Holy Spirit, and he led this young shoe clerk to the Lord, um, wherever he was working, I guess the shoe store. Um, but he led him to the Lord. And then that led to that shoe clerk being led to become an evangelist, okay, and leading revivals. And then he reached, he led someone else to the Lord. And then that person that he led to the Lord becomes an evangelist and starts hosting revivals, okay? And then he leads someone else to the Lord. And then that person begins to disciple a man called Billy Sunday, an athlete, a baseball athlete, um, who eventually becomes a, sorry, who eventually begins to host revivals as well, okay, and becomes a speaker at these revivals. Then a few men walk up to Billy Sunday. I'm going to start using names now. A few men walk up to Billy Sunday at one of the revivals that he's hosting, and they asked him if, they could, if he could speak at a conference in Charlotte, North Carolina. But he could not make it to that conference. For some reason, he was not going to be able to make it. So he recommended a man named Mordecai, Mordecai Ham. And Mordecai Ham accepted the invitation to go speak at this conference. Okay, so he goes to Charlotte, North Carolina, where he has no idea 
but there's a scrawny um, teenage farmer um, known by the locals as Billy Frank, but we know him today as Billy Graham. And that was the conference that Billy Graham gave his life to the Lord. And as we know, he goes on to flap his wings and he leads millions of people to an invitation of accepting Jesus Christ um, and living a life sown for the gospel. So in her message, Brooke talks about, yeah, we're on a first name basis, by the way. Just kidding. Um, Brooke talks about how, she talks about how a meteorologist and a scientist came together and they came up with this theory. Has anyone heard of the butterfly effect or the butterfly theory? I didn't know about it. And I'm not going to give you a science lesson today because I still have a few more days before I have to do that. So, um, anyways, but basically the theory is about how a small act can have huge effects. And she basically related that to us as Christ followers, how a small act of obedience can have huge effects. And this meteorologist and scientist, they came together and they came up with this theory and they asked the question, can a butterfly, can a butterfly's flaps of its wings in Brazil set off a tornado miles away in Texas? Basically saying, can something as small as a flap of a butterfly's wings have huge effects miles and miles away? And that really spoke to her, and it spoke to me too. And seeing all of these chosen instruments and the fact that this Sunday school teacher flapped his wings, just a small act of obedience led to all of these events that were sewn into a masterpiece of the gospel you see, these men um, and these people, everyone that was a part of this timeline are chosen instruments, and I like to think of them as threads and a huge tapestry that the Lord is just sewing together, all for his kingdom and all for his gospel. But the cool thing is we have something in common with these guys. We have been called to do the same thing that they did. If a lot of anxiety comes with the word calling, right? We hear the word calling and we're like, oh my goodness, what am I here for? What is my calling? And I believe that it's important to pray about that. And I believe that we've been given gifts and talents. Um, and the Lord leads us in certain ways to use those gifts and talents. But I believe that all of that falls under one big umbrella. And that is this. Um, Matthew 28, 19 through 20. Go, therefore, and make disciples of all the nations. Help the people to learn of me, believe in me, and obey my words, baptizing them in the name of the Father, Son, and of the Holy Spirit. That, my friends, is why we're here. We are here to make Jesus known. We are here to be his disciples. Um, another thing that we are called to do is our theme of the year, abide. We're called to abide. John 15, 4 through 5, and I slipped in verse 16 in there. Abide in me and I in you. As the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine, neither can you unless you abide in me. And then skipping down to verse 16. You did not choose me, but I chose you. You are not just a fill-in-the-blank. 
but you are a chosen instrument. You have been chosen. You have been chosen to go. The Great Commission has not expired. We're still here for a reason. When we are obedient to the call of abiding and living a life for Jesus, God sows us into a masterpiece that is beyond what we can think or imagine. I'm sure that Sunday school teacher that Brooke was talking about, I don't even know if he knew Billy Graham. I'm pretty sure all of those events, they did not happen within a few weeks. It was years. And so that's the cool thing, is that we have no idea what the Lord is doing. When we flap our wings and we are obedient to the Holy Spirit and what he's calling us to do, we have no idea what he can do with that. It's really cool. We serve an awesome God. So, you're not just a teacher. You're not just a stay-at-home mom. You're not just a stay-at-home dad. You're not just a construction worker. You're not just a Sunday school teacher. You're not just a farmer. You are a chosen instrument called to go and make Jesus known and called to abide in him. So, to sum it all up, you are an instrument that the Lord loves to play. When we yield all of our gifts, all of our talents, all of our weaknesses to him, we ask the Holy Spirit to help us be obedient in the opportunities to flap our wings in that meeting, in that Monday morning meeting that nobody wants to be at, or in that office with our coworkers, or at the lunch table. You have no idea what the Lord can do in that moment if we are obedient. So, you are not just a fill-in-the-blank. You are a chosen instrument that the Lord loves to play, called to abide in him and called to be a thread in a beautiful tapestry of God's grand design. Okay, that is it. Thank you, Miss Van Sickle. And for those of you who haven't been around here a long time, that right there, this, this minister of the gospel that just spoke is a product of this church. That was a product of our children's church. She's been here all of her life. I said that because I want you to understand what she's saying. You are a vital part of what goes on in this community. I'll be honest with you. It blows me away sometimes to think how God uses us. How God intricately wove those things throughout life. Just like the, the thing that she had up here with with. D.L. Moody and all those guys, for those of you who, who have followed Christendom and you see those names, how intricately that has been woven throughout. But you're a part of that as well. So, being back to school Sunday, I want all the kids, if you would please, to come forward. And we're going to have two folks to pray. Miss Beverly is going to come and pray over our students. And then Mr. Brad is going to, uh, Thornton is a teacher. He's going to pray over the schools. 
and school personnel and parents. I'm not going to bring all the school personnel and parents up, but I want them to stand when he comes up to pray. We had an opportunity yesterday to go pray at our schools, not just the schools, the school board. We had people that were there praying. We had people that were at the bus garage that were praying. All the schools were represented. You may say, why? Well, I just prayed at home. Thank you. Thank you for praying. Prayer knows no distance. But it's a different scenario when you put your feet on the ground over the places that you pray. When you get a a, a face-to-face, when you walk up to the school board and you're standing on the front porch realizing who comes and goes out of those doors. Future teachers, teachers that are retiring, our administrators. And you have, a, you have a positive effect on that when you pray. That's why we gather and pray. That's why we bring our kids up. So kids, all students, if you'll come up front, please. Miss Beverly. Thank you, everyone, for sharing today all the wonderful things you got to say. I move a lot when I pray. You probably just want to scoot a little bit. Yeah. Guys, get on the ground. You know, we had several people. I know Lily mentioned the verse, Philippians 4, 6, and so did Marley. And I love that verse because that verse, specifically Philippians 4, 7, taught me that peace wasn't passive because it says his peace guards your heart. And if you think about it, a guard, if it's passive, this is what a guard does. It's not a very good guard. So that's not what his peace does. His peace guards your heart. And what I've noticed in scripture and what I've noticed in in kids' lives that I've taught and even in my own life is that when we have that peace that guards, it cultivates a boldness for you to walk in. And that's what I want to pray over our children today as we go into this new school year, that we walk in boldness and in intentionality. And Chandler, he brought up walking in the light and how a lot of times all the way from my elementary school students to my college students. At some point, you're going to experience some darkness try to come in. But scripture says in 1 John 1, somewhere, it's in there, it talks about when you walk in the light, you also walk in fellowship with one another because he is in the light. So not only do you walk with one another, but you walk with the blood of Christ. And that no darkness can touch. So this isn't going to be a very long prayer, but it is going to be very intentional. So if you'll bow your heads with me. Lord, thank you for this opportunity, God, for all of these students who are sitting and standing here today, for the experiences that they get to boldly walk in, Lord for the light that they will bring into every circumstance that they encounter. 
that they will be a light to their classmates, that they will be a light to their teachers, Lord, that the goodness of God will shine through them in all of their actions, Lord, that you will see Christ in their hearts and in their actions, God that no anxiety can survive in the light, Lord, because nothing of the dark survives where there is light. And that light is in you. And when we walk with you, Lord, that light is in us and it is in one another. And we walk in fellowship, so we are never alone, Lord. And that these students would remember that and cultivate the boldness to when one of their friends says, hey, I'm really nervous about this test, or I'm having a lot of anxiety about not being home right now. They go, you know what? Can I pray with you about that? Come with me and let me surround you with the love of Christ. Let me share some of my peace that is in me so that you may feel the love of Christ and no anxiety may last here. Lord, I pray excitement over this group of students, that they get to go and learn and their brain gets to do the thing that God created them to do. They get to learn, Lord, and they get to bring your goodness and your light into the world. So as this new school year starts, Lord, from my pre-K students to the college campuses and even to my homeschool students, that every step is made with intentionality that their tongues are always graced with the goodness and love of Christ, that sharp words would take a back seat, that their emotions would not rule their lives, that the word of God would be in their hearts, and that is their rock. For they will boldly step into every circumstance, Lord, and they will carry you into every circumstance. In your name we pray. Amen. If you are a parent of a student, will you please stand? All parents of a student, will you please stand? One of the most important things we can do as parents is to find a strong, healthy, Christ-centered church and plant roots in that place. You have seen this morning the results of parents who have planted roots right here at Rinkin Church of God and seen those things come to fruition. And I can promise you in what you've seen that we don't just babysit kids on Sunday morning and we don't just entertain teenagers on Wednesday nights. We plant seeds, we water them, And we give them opportunities to grow and flourish and become what God has created them to be. And so there is no better place than right here at Rinkin Church of God to plant roots, to give your children an opportunity to discover who God created them to be. And as parents, that's our number one responsibility when God blesses us with a child is to make sure that no matter the circumstance and no matter what life throws at them, there's only one place they know to turn and they know know the faithfulness and the security of a Savior who died for them and loved them. If you are a school personnel, if you work for the school system in any way whatsoever, would you please stand as well? 
anyone who works in any capacity at all for the school system, will you please stand? Everybody take a look, see a parent, see a school personnel, and now I want everyone to stand. And if there's someone close to you who stood as a parent or school personnel, would you just reach over and put, lay a hand on them as we pray this morning? Father, we thank you, Lord, for this incredible opportunity of another year. And I pray for the parents right now. I pray that roots are planted and begin to grow in their families. I ask that you give parents wisdom. I ask that you give parents patience and gentleness and truth and grace as they raise their children. I ask that you would lead them into the right places in the right situations. I pray for home situations. I pray for job situations. I pray, God, that you would bring security and peace in households who may not have it. I ask, Lord, that you would work your way into each father's heart, into each father's mind. And I pray that you birth a desire in each dad in this room this morning to be a better example for Christ than he has ever been. Holy Spirit, will you move in the hearts of the men and the dads in this room that we may stand up and lead our families as you've designed us and called us to do. I pray for every mother here. I pray that you would give them the patience and the discernment and the care, God, as they raise their family and they look after their kids and they want to do what's right, I ask, God, that you would meet them where they are and just fill them with the love and assurance that you are with them. God, make our families strong. Make our families Christ-centered. Because when you are at the center, God, all things work to the good of those you have called. And God, I pray for every school personnel person here this morning, every teacher, every bus driver, every, every board employee. God, everyone represented here by the Board of Education in some way. We are light in dark places. And Father, we know that some of the children that will be in our presence this whole school year, they come from dark places in dark situations, in dark families. But God, you have called us to be light. It just might be a kind word. It just might be a gentle spirit. It might just be the truth of you and the grace that you extend to us that would be a felt and experienced by every child from kindergarten and pre-K to a senior in high school. May the love of God and the light of your presence come forth from your children. And Father, I thank you, Lord, for this opportunity we've had this morning. Thank you that your presence has been here. You have orchestrated words from middle schoolers to adults that line up and point us in a specific direction. And now, God, I pray that you go and be with us throughout this day today and this coming week. We will give you the glory, the honor, 
and the praise. And church, this morning, we're going to agree together and we say amen. We're going to agree to this. So in the name of Jesus, we say amen. Amen. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Don't forget about Wednesday. We have a special mission service with Tom Grisano from the Bronx. He will be here this Wednesday night to share with us what's going on in the Bronx ministry. So be here, please, Wednesday night. Have a great day.